to positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. bring us in on like maybe the trans-siberian orchestra barack obama what the fuck is the guy in our theme song yell oh you mean that locked into yeah him into hopelessness there you go i probably shouldn't do the impression but i haven't heard it in so long i haven't thought about it in so long i i just pictured it was a guy yelling barack obama that's not it at all (laughs) barack obama (laughs) get off of my lawn anyway this video is to get you in trouble (laughs) several years Uh oh you are doing the voice. We're all canceled. Oh, I can't do. Yeah, that was a bad impression. Wasn't expecting to do that today, folks. I just and the know. podcast starts now. We're Christmas canceled. <laughs> the Grinch who canceled Christmas canceled us before we could even get into the episode. No, fuck you. The internet hey. and the woke mob. We are not canceled. We're just gonna do the episode anyway. Hello, everyone. Um, gr- uh, greet, g- happy Christmas. Good tidings. Um, what are the other things you say? They say happy, happy holidays in uh, the coastal cities. Oh, right. They say are, happy so. Easter on Easter. Oh, because of the bunny. Because of the bunny. Is that what you say? I've never noticed that. That's it's a good one, though. I like it. On Easter. Also, you also say hoppy Easter if you're a pretentious uh, craft brewer. About oh yes, ah. that's another way you might say it. Multi Halloween to you as well. This is something you might say if you were drinking like a Oktoberfest. Merry Christmas, fuckers! It's the. <laughs> the christmas episode of the podcast this year i'm jake that's alex fuck you woke mob <laughs> it that's a, alex by the way ever since he was a little boy it was his dream to host the oscars and look what you people did to him <laughs> it's true i'm not even close <laughs> how long do i have to work at this andersley is here andersley here grammy host 2072 working on it uh-huh <laughs> yeah, they'll let a, the white van host the Grammys. Um. It's fun. I uh, did not have cable growing up, so my only exposure to Jon Stewart was him hosting the Grammys, and I thought that was his only job. It's like, was he that's good what this it? guy does. Yeah, he was very smooth and funny. You never saw smooth like the, like the jazz he awards. <laughs> <laughs> you never saw the Daily Show. Not until I was like, you know, 13, 14, older. Okay. Yeah, that's a little before Before that. Anders mostly watched the Grammys. <laughs> that was his big thing. Yeah, I mean, that was, that's what's on, you know, uh, what's it even called? Not even 
Rabbit ears. That was on Rabbit that's ears television. On, that's what's on Rabbit ears. Speaking of Easter, good lord. Whoa, Ooh, hoppy. hoppy. I wonder ah! if they ever did. Uh, good, good heavens. Everybody, shut up. It's Christmas. This is. I'm just reenacting what Christmas is like in my house growing up. It's my dad. He's gathering us all around the uh, Christmas tree. Uh, imagine in your podcast listening mind. It's Christmas morning, and you're opening your presents in the podcast app. Underneath a tree, there's like a fucking true crime-shaped box, and there's some dumbass, you know, quasi-Nazi thing-shaped box. And then it's, oh, it's a little PDA box, and it's wrapped in black and shit. What was your unit? I'm shaking a swastika and I'm like, what's in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it a funny comedy? Is this the game I wanted? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a swastika shaped box. It's adorable. Oh, it's an iron swastika. Well, thank you for going out of your way, I suppose. This is still nice. I can hang it up somewhere. Crinkle, crinkle. You're opening the spooky PDA box what's inside a copy of state of terror by hillary rodham clinton and louise penny the crime thriller novel that hillary clinton wrote this is the greatest christmas of all time you're like running around like that little kid from the viral video who gets the nintendo and he's like ah it's just what I wanted. Whatever. <laughs> slowed, slowed down, and then he's like, Grrr! "That's you." But yeah. finding Hillary Clinton's book. <laughs> so go ahead and Photoshop that if you were if you were a tech savvy person. Put my face on the kid's face, and then slow it down so he's like, Grrr! and then instead of the Nintendo sixty four, it's a big ass copy of State of Terror by Hillary Rodham Clinton. Write these details down. Make sure you get them right. <laughs> and I got to say, a pretty cool cover. It's yellow font, like urgent yellow font. Her name, the author's names, and the uh, titles in white, and then like a pentagram American flag, kind of. <laughs> yeah. No, pentagram. It's... It was like a pentagon, but the uh, American flag shooting into a pentagon. That's actually what we call a square fine but it's tilted it's like on its uh corner on one of its corners yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where it's like it's diamond and it's also a square kind of it's also technically think a, about it all shapes are uh it's technically a rectangle shapes that's right all squares are rectangles that's true that's i don't know if you knew that but uh part of what this book is about um, squares that's what this campaign is all about so uh, <laughs> here's the deal. Here's why we're doing this for Christmas this year. I had an extra audible credit and I had to close my account and I was like, shit, I need to buy an audiobook and I don't know what to buy. Then this fucking book came out like a couple months ago and, uh, and there's an audio version of it. And I thought for, uh, for a minute, I was like, oh, we should do this for Halloween. That'll be a really funny Halloween episode because it's called State of Terror. And it's a f spooky, scary thriller novel. 
And uh, then I got obsessed with the Duvaliers, and I read that book instead, and that just happened. But I figure it's Christmas. This will be my Christmas present to the podcast listening audience is I crammed this fucking book in my head, and I'm going to do my best to regurgitate the plot to you so that no one ever has to read it on their own time because it was long. Um, I listened to it at double speed, and uh, it was – but I this will be a fun How episode. was that? Um, well, it's very funny because the woman who does the, um, the narration is not, it's not Hillary and it's not Louise Penny. It's some other lady, but, um, she does like, this is like a, basically, I guess what happened is that after Hillary Clinton lost the 2016 election, she just needed to blow off some steam. So she's like, I'm going to write like a season of Homeland essentially. (laughs) It's just all like terrorists and stuff. So the woman doing the like the narration she does all of the accents she's canceled she's just like this podcast she's canceled um and uh but it's very it's it's exciting to be canceled because then you can do all the accents that you've been holding back this whole time yeah wait she does all the accents are any of the characters african-american okay Sort of. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> she doesn't quite. It doesn't quite go there. It's weird. She does a lot of Middle Eastern accents, and it's very funny <laughs> to listen to it um, double speed because it's, it's sped up too. She's like a <laughs> crazy person. But um, we'll we'll get to that because that's pretty. That's where this book kind of starts. So like, basically, the <laughs> what happened here is Hillary Clinton wrote this book that is like a fictionalization of um well of just it's just it's you know it's like very thinly veiled fictional thriller story about like a secretary of state who has to overcome everything <laughs> and uh mm. the character's name is ellen adams but it's like you know come come on like it's clearly like i often stand-in. find those stories the most relatable of all <laughs> it's um Ooh. so it's a story about this secretary of state who takes um who gets a job in the cabinet of a president who she actually ran against in like when they were in the primary but then as a show of goodwill he decided to hire her and make her the secretary of state and that character's name in the book is douglas williams and i think okay to go off the name williams yes you could infer (laughs) that this might be a stand-in for the first black president that the country ever had because they to say he also did that with hillary but they don't mention that he's black they never mention his race okay but he had like it's not about that (laughs) and 21st century and she never really does his voice as a black guy but he also just has president voice so like this Uh whole story it starts off the very first dynamic you are to understand is that that happened and that he's doing Sun Tzu art of war. Keep your enemies closer by uh, hiring someone he doesn't like and uh, and that they have like a tenuous relationship. And really, we go from there, but it the whole thing has the same energy basically as like 
the Rick and Morty episodes where the black president is like kind of uh he's working with rick he's working with rick but he's also they hate each other but then they have to save each other's asses and stuff like that it's pretty much i think that she just watched rick and morty and then sort of like (laughs) (laughs) did it like herself very epic (laughs) yeah which show me what you've got (laughs) that's interesting because uh uh the sort of narrative that both of them pushed was everything's peachy keen now? We put we buried the hatchet because that was such a nasty primary, like ten so times nasty. nastier than than twenty sixteen. And so I had such a joke when people like David Simon try to say that Bernie was this like uh, exceptionally negative candidate, which is just total horseshit. Like they went they went at each other, but maybe there was some lingering bad feeling and resentment and. She thought she should. Well, have been I'm sure seat. if you're the president, you didn't forget that this woman ran like a "Is this black candidate going to steal your mail?" campaign. <laughs> you, know? you won. You don't have to be, you know, gracious about it. It's weird. Yeah, but then he went and made her his secretary of state. But yeah, I guess maybe it's the yeah, Sun yeah. Sooth off situation. the books, though. Well, yeah, yeah. so I mean, reading this. It's kind of like um, there's an episode of The Office where they break into Michael Scott's computer and they're reading like um, oh, yeah. like a fanfic, like a script he wrote called Threat Level Midnight, I think is what it's called. And it's really uh-huh. funny because all of the characters are clearly stand-ins for his, the people in The Office. And they figure that out, especially because he like um, – one of them is – Dwight with like an extra W or something and they realize that he did like a search and find function with the keyboard you know he wrote it as all of them and then changed their names this is very much what this book reads like so this guy clearly is Barack Obama and he because of like the backstory that they set up but like I'm not sure if this is a direct representation of reality. It's more the Michael Scott thing where it's skewed through the psyche of Hillary Clinton. It, because, like, everyone in the story is impossibly, like, wrong and rude and has slighted uh, Ellen Adams, which is the character's name. I'm just going to call her Hillary Clinton. And, <laughs> you know, the end of the, I mean, it's just a story of her overcoming all of them. They're all wrong about her and they're all like assholes. And uh, so, like, this kind of shows you, like, maybe I'm sure Obama doesn't think about Hillary Clinton that much, but she clearly thinks about him all the time and is still mad about, like, that it's election. The Mad Men meme. Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't think about you at all. It is. Yeah. Just taking a step back, very strange. Both Hillary and Bill Clinton have written thriller novels on the side. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, okay. So Bill's another interesting part of this. So <clears throat> as the story unfolds, everyone in the public imagination right now in the boomer Facebook world, in the little soap opera of Trump and Hillary and Obama, they're all there. Except for there's no Bernie, right? And there's also no Bill Clinton. The husband of Hillary Clinton in the book is dead. (laughs) So I think that's what really tells you, like, because, I mean, she, like, hates Trump. 
But like, you know those fo- like those photos you see all the time of like her and Trump and Jeffrey Epstein and they're all laughing and you're supposed to go like these yeah, these people like actually don't hate each other that much. She really treats the people that she decides to like to cast as these straw men in this story and, and do battle with with respect. And you could I think you actually are to understand if you're in this story, she actually like doesn't dislike you that much. She's just like vying for power with you. If she actually hates you, she wrote you out of the story. You're out of the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's why there's no birdie and there's no fucking Bill. He's just no dead from the get go. So, so uh, <clears throat> she's a bachelorette in the in this book. There's no Bill Clinton. Right. There's no husband. Does she get laid? Well, she's a widow, so uh, but I, okay. of course, been a widow for a while. <laughs> so. so the most desirable group in America. <laughs> she I mean. no spoil. I guess spoiler alert. She doesn't fuck. Um, what? Yeah, the book <laughs> missed opportunity. It the book gets Come a on, little Hillary. raunchy, but it's like um, mostly told through these like younger sort of um, satellite characters she has who are one of them's Chelsea. And then one of them, I think is supposed to be like Huma Abedin or something. Um, And she's like a, you know, a lib. And so she's written a bunch of women of color characters into this uh, story who are like her friends. And he's, she's great because she's friends with these people and stuff. I made up a very diverse cast of my friends. (laughs) Yeah. So my mystery novel. She has a party with like two people of every race every weekend. Like it's a Noah's Ark. It's a Noah's Ark situation. Yeah. yeah except that she's definitely angry at the black president who <laughs> is never stated to be black <laughs> and maybe isn't. Maybe um, he's, you know, there was a friends uh, with people of other races. You can be very upset with them and it just shows how not racist you are. That's true. You she's know, there's down. a guy, a I believe. I believe it was a mayor in a, a city in Idaho who was blue. I remember oh. reading this uh, several years true? ago. Yes, he had some. There was some sort of freak accident. A newfie or something? Huh? A newfie? Someone from Newfoundland? <laughs> no, it's from Idaho, blue. and he had blue skin. What? I'm already that's canceled, so I don't so mind just <laughs> popping off about stuff anymore. I think people from some places are blue. <laughs> Watch it about the newfies. Louise Penny is Canadian, so. Oh, okay. oh well, I'm sure uh, she was like funny. she liked us up until that moment. If she's listening yeah. to the podcast, she's 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 just sitting down one night, like well, let's see if any uh, podcast. Have uh, reviewed our, our novel. Yeah. <laughs> What's the review? She might. Weirder things have happened. Because, like, you know, so I'm just going to recite the plot of this story off the dome because I speed listened to it over the last, like, three days. And also because uh, I thought, you know, while we do this, I would pull up, like, the Wikipedia or something and there'd be, like, you know, a little plot summary. No one has done such a thing. It, no one cares about this oh. book. Well, I mean, you know, it came out like a couple months ago. This is cutting out of journalism. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I could also see, so I remember several years ago, there there would there would be like stories that would come up about Bill Clinton. Like he got a lap dance at some place in South America and played a ballet hot card game with a bunch of sex workers. He, he used to get Botox and shit. And I, I remember reading these articles and then all of a sudden they would just be taken off the internet. Just like, and I've, 
heard that the Clintons do have a war room that's just in charge of covering up Bill's fucking trysts. Uh, so maybe they did that with the plot of this book. Hillary was like, I don't want any spoilers out there. Assassinate anyone who tries to put this on Wikipedia. <laughs> I hope bodies. so. Well, that means yeah. we're going to get killed by Ensuring the Ensuring this will be a genuine <laughs> reading experience. I do have to right. ask before we start, Jake, you've read this book. What What do you think? Is it a good book? Um... No, <laughs> that's oh. kind of the premise of what we're doing here is I didn't think it was going to be good. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of funny. Like, we'll get to some very funny twists and turns in this book, but it, um, no, it, what are you talking about? It sucks. It's horrible. <laughs> um, although it's doing very well, you know, I was at a bookstore like <clears throat> a couple months ago when it came out. And it was, uh, you know, there was like signed copies and stuff, and people were getting it for Christmas and shit. So people like it, but but they're dumb asses. Um, it's uh, it's real stupid. So let's start here, right? She is Secretary of State to Douglas Williams, and Douglas Williams, by the way, is like. It's weird because he is Obama, but he's also Biden. I I think that she started writing this in like directly after losing to Trump. So this is like an imaginary land where like, I don't know how, you know, this is all in track one to one. But there is also this other guy who was president for four years and was dangerous and a disaster and like set the stage for all the stuff to happen who's named eric dunn and they sort of refer they call him dangerous dunn yeah <laughs> and he um and so like all of this terrible stuff is happening as they take um as they they take office and it's you know it's like it's Dunn's fault, but they are getting blamed for it, and uh, that sets them both up to have this sort of like relationship with the press, where they're you know a little oppositional. And speaking of the press, so the other thing is that Hillary Clinton's character, uh, before she got into politics, was ran a media empire. And so when she huh. got into politics, she left this media empire to her daughter, Catherine, who's Chelsea. And um, so that's also another reason that Barack Obama hates her is because when she was a media person, they ran a lot of stories on him and were dutiful journalists who uh, held, you know, the, the the system's feet to the fire with the, you know, what is it called? The fourth uh, fucking whatever. Fourth estate. There you go, the yeah. Fourth pillar. Yeah. One of those fucking things. Uh, Hillary Clinton, the fifth I was hoping column. you were going to say that Hillary Clinton ran like an iHeartRadio-style institution. They're like, <laughs> this is real hip-hop. Now live on 95.4. Well, she kind of jokes throughout the book about like how it's immediate. Like when you run a media thing, there's just like she'll turn on her own channel. And there's just like at one point in the book, she's watching TV. And it's like her own channel. And it's like... um. Like an I hate when that happens. <clears throat> it's an episode of Dr. <laughs> Phil, and Dr. Phil is counseling a a married couple where the man has is uh, come out as a trans woman to his wife, who subsequently 
came out as a trans man. This is just a funny detail you'll get in the background Wait, of this story. It's something Hillary <laughs> thinks about a lot. <laughs> it, I mean, what if she has sort of uh, given credence to the turf um, issue? I think it was. I, I want to say it was a British journalist who asked her this. No, but it, uh, or it may not have been, but it was about J.K. Rowling, and this is before she, you know she got she fully took her mask off. But someone asked Hillary Clinton, like, do you think the issues she's raising are valid? About people sharing bathrooms, and Hillary Clinton was like, "Yeah, I think it's it's valid." So, hundred percent, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> she didn't even know what the fuck she was saying. Yes, I do. Pokemon <laughs> Go, send them to jail. Pokemon Go to your own bathroom. <laughs> Are you a Nidoran or a Nidorino? Um, it says in the game which sex you are. <laughs> it's weird that there's one Pokemon that has genders. We don't have time to get into it. There, yeah. There's, huh. <laughs> is there is there discourse about that? Wait, which there, one? Nidorino? I don't remember. Nidorino and Nidorino. He becomes Nido King or Nido Queen. That's why you have to know the gender. Yeah. Interesting. What is the difference? They're both normal type Pokemon. Well, not much. Yeah, it's weird. So it, Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Nidos. Um, I like the fact that they named Trump's analog Eric Dunn. It's a thriller book. So every time this guy walks into a room, you're supposed to think, dun, dun, dun. That is, is that what she was going for? Dumb. Literally part of the story. So there's a guy who quotes a poet at her a lot named John <laughs> Dunn. And like he keeps saying something throughout the book that's like, um, well, you know... Dunn's famous poem says what's done is done or something like that and then she like finds out halfway through the story he was sending me a secret message about Eric Dunn <laughs> whenever good, he was right? saying that yeah that happens a lot also another thing that happens like I would say three maybe four times in the book is um she'll be describing like what the uh like what the atmosphere around the white house was when eric dunn was president and be like we truly lived in a state of terror and then like again later in on in the book she'll be describing like the way women feel around toxic masculinity and be like it is truly a state of terror like she does the thing where you mm -hmm. say the name of the movie and that so it can be in the preview you know mm -hmm. they're always trying to jihad up on that ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so the book starts and basically the first thing that obama does to ellen adams hillary clinton is uh, because she's Secretary of State, he sends her to the DMZ, and he sort of like right. ambushes her with this impossible job, and she has this really bad showing trying to do Secretary of State stuff at the North Korean South Korean border. Oh, oh okay, wow. that DMZ, not the DMV, <laughs> the demilitarized zone. Yeah, um, and like they said that she was like f like all frumpy looking for some reason because I think she like uh her flight didn't have enough time for her to like get, you know, makeup up and shit and like look good. So like 
the headlines are all everyone's calling her a hobo. It's really funny. <laughs> and she, she, what? Yeah, I know. That is what conservative media does to people they don't like. Is look at them. They got off the plane like a bum. <laughs> well, it's also clearly like something happened in real life that she's then working into the book, and that's when everyone called me a hobo. But what they didn't understand was that the plane took off too late, and um, so this was her Benghazi in a way. Benghazi's kind of in here too. Really? Yeah. It's weird because in the book it's like there's like there there's no like there's no Hillary Clinton and there's no Barack Obama, but there's these stand-in characters. And then there's also stand-ins for other people, but then there's also like the person that the you think it it's fucking complicated. So she gets back um, she has to meet with the president and she looks all fucked up and frumpy and everyone calls her a hobo and stuff. And she's like wearing Spanx and then she has a hard day and she's drinking wine with Catherine in their pajamas and stuff and doing girl boss stuff. And, uh, you know, it's real sad. And, um, oh, she also has, um, a son named Gil, um, who <laughs> you think is Wait, a son named Gil. Gil, which you think is short for Gilbert, but um, it's later on in the book when he's talking to a terrorist, he reveals that his name is short for Gilgamesh. And, oh my uh, god! Yeah, so she named her kid Gilgamesh. And um, is that what Old Gil is short for from The Simpsons? Like, oh, I'm Gilgamesh. That's my real name, Old Gil. Yes, Old Gil is in fact short for Gilgamesh, and that's a funny aside. Yeah. Old Gil in The Simpsons is named after the currency in Final Fantasy VII because he has no money. <laughs> I've got no Gil. I can't buy a single flame materia. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me see exactly how. I'm going to not get this plot 100% because it is stupid and it doesn't matter. But basically, so what happens is the thing about Gil is that Gil was a... Um, like he was uh in the military and now he's a journalist i think and he's on this bus in france i think or germany i think it's in germany and he is friends he's a, a love interest with this woman named um ina to i would call her inuyasha i can't remember her name it's uh inuyasha? she's an, a persian woman an iranian Which woman it's interesting because it means dog boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> ina tahina or something and um she is a fucking journalist also and they know each other from doing journalism and there's he's on a a bus and she figures out that um, there's a bomb on that bus somehow because she's mysterious and from the Middle East. And, you know, that's the start of the mystery of what's going on is why did she know about what's going on on this bus? So she texts him about it and he then, like, warns everyone, we got to get off the bus. He gets off the bus, but not everyone else does. The bomb goes off. Some people get off, some people don't. And then... What, like Hillary and Barack are in the White House, and then they see on the news network that she used to own, bomb has gone off in Germany. And oh my God, why is there a bomb? Is uh, terrorism back? Uh, oh my God, terrorism's back. So. Terrorism is back. <laughs> she. Uh, they start to f like slowly unravel what 
what happened and basically what happened is that uh there's this fucking there's this guy named Shaw who is supposed to be I think kind of a stand-in for Osama bin Laden but <laughs> bin Laden also is referenced heavily through this story so he's like another bin Laden I don't know he's like a second infamous terrorist guy this is my new character, Irish Bin Laden. <laughs> I think it's just like, it's not like Shaw, like S-H-A-W. It's S-H-A-H, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's my bad. I was being stupid. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, come on, I'm calling this woman Inuyasha. My character fits. <laughs> he won't stop until He's, the that's... world's potato supply is destroyed. Oh, apostrophe Samba. The Irish Osama. <laughs> um, and so there's this whole fucking plot with, like, Gil and Inuyasha where, like, they fuck it. They're trying to figure out who planted the bomb. And at first they think, well, maybe how did he know about it? Because he, he texted and told his mom about it. And then they had to look into, you know, well, he's a suspect if he knew about the bomb. And uh, she has this really terse interaction with him where he's like, do you not, do you literally think I'm a terrorist? I'm your son. And she's like, her, her backstory. So he was a journalist and he went to um, the Middle East during, you know, the Obama years and was um, like, he almost got beheaded by ISIS, basically, is his thing. <laughs> and Many of us did. He has a fraught relationship with Hillary over it because, like, uh, he's all traumatized from it. And she's, like, she kind of suspects he might have been turned to a double agent at some point. Is he based on Shane Bauer? Is that what's happening? I don't. Your guess is as good as mine. If any of this stuff sounds like stuff from your life, feel free to free associate because some of the stuff I'm like, I don't know who the fuck Shane Bauer is. Um, who is Shane Bauer? He's like American journalist who was um, detained in Iran. Maybe, but he's also and he's like a left guy. So well, I just meant it kind of in like a like. Who is you know like a like a like a drama thing like who yeah, yeah, who yeah. is the guy? Well, it, it might be a mashup of that of Shane Bauer and the son that she doesn't have because it's also she wrote a fictional son, yeah. right? This. Shane Bo Biden. So is he? What are his? What? Where is he politically? Uh, they're all patriots. Okay. <laughs> they, I don't know. There's not really. Um, you gotta be for it's a Christmas. second, and this is probably me wanting it to be about this. I thought it would be like her Bernie bro son in a world with no Bernie, who's like cool with you know. There foreign, is. Uh, you think she made up a son who she hates? Is your yes. idea? <laughs> <laughs> there is no left in this story, like at okay. all. There are only sane uh, Democrats. And then there's the alt-right, and then there's also, like, good conservatives, and that's kind of uh, the realm we're living in. And then there's also all the fucking uh, terrorist cells, which are, where did they come from? You know, so we have to kind of get into her head to understand this, but there will be no, do not fish for left stuff, you will not find right. it. Uh, you only find weird mirror images of it, I guess, and some other shit. Um... <laughs> Anyway, she starts to figure out that there's like, um, so, so 
this was a bombing and it was like uh, first in a series of other ones because fucking somebody got a text message or something that sort of said like uh, they intercepted like a text that has like weird cryptic numerical codes and stuff and they she figures out that this is the time of day in in certain time zones when she cracks the code she cra- she hacks and cracks the code man and figures out that there's going to be other bombs that are going to go off and then once- I'm sorry when you're secretary of state you're not cracking any code you have an <laughs> assistant who cracks the code you just you clearly you clearly do not know Ellen Adams um, I don't. I don't know anything about her. She also has, well, she does have an assistant, this councilwoman who's been her friend since they were seven years old, named Betsy. What the fuck is her name? It's I, B- Betsy. It doesn't Betsy matter. Betsy Ahmadinejad. <laughs> no, it's a white lady. <laughs> um, and Betsy. Oh, that's the one based on her friend. So I watched some interviews beforehand, and apparently the way Hillary Clinton and Louise Penny met is Hillary's best friend was this woman named Betsy. Who uh, I'm soy intro- facing. <laughs> she uh, introduced. She met Louise Penny at a book signing in Chicago, and then Louise Penny's husband died, and then she got Hillary Clinton to send Louise Penny a letter. And this is during the election. And Louise Penny was like, "Wow, you sent that during the election!" And then they became buds and uh, ended up writing this novel. And the real life Betsy died in 2019. Oh yeah. Okay. Just, oh, that's sad. Betsy, but they based a character on her, or at least her name. Betsy Ebeling is the one in real life. So in the character in the book, she's named Betsy Jameson. <laughs> so Betsy Jameson, you're the only one who can defeat Shaw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she. <laughs> Betsy Jameson's like she has this trope that's really annoying, which it's just never worked in a thing ever. But you see it over and over again, which is uh, the character trait of really good at cursing so she's always like you muffle butt foot fuck fart and everyone's like damn (laughs) what is the hardest word that has dropped in state of terror where how how far does the cussing go good question uh slurs are included (laughs) i don't really think that there's like there's just are there f bombs? Yeah, there's every once in a while the president's like you fucker when he discovers somebody is, is like a spy or something. Do you ever think about how the whole concept of a curse word is it's supposed to be a word you're not supposed to say, and so really the only curse words left are slurs, but you can't <laughs> say the slurs because we've decided we're not saying slurs, so you pretty much just can't do curses in general now. Yeah. Also, like it's hmm. uh. It's it's very like it's weird that we so commonly refer to them as curse words because that's wizard shit. Like you're not actually yeah. gonna hurt somebody if you call him a bitch, you know. I say, well, you have I to think cuss. of like Anders' mom. Yep. It's who, when you say these it's... words, she like does a double take at you and is like, "Don't." She loses Wait. half her HP if you call her that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, she was raised Catholic, so it is literally some like old. It's a curse. Yes, it goes back like to the 1600s or something. But yeah, yeah. crap, she considers a cuss word. So. The Christmas movie of the week is The Vivage. <laughs> Go check it out. It's got a lot of great lessons. What if you took the the, viv, the, v, the V's 
and the Vavitch, and you turned the whole W sideways, and, you, and it's the Babitch now. Hey! Oh. You know. <laughs> um. Too far. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, God. Okay. So <laughs> basically, this the, this unfurling uh, terror plot sets the stage for Hillary Clinton's character to sort of like navigate this uh, unfolding crisis and solve this mystery through the power of negotiation as a secretary of state. And so you're supposed to understand that she's like really good at this job and that she can do things that can only be done with like the cunning femininity of a professional woman who's, you know, like a big thing that happens a lot is uh, that she like makes herself look stupid, but like, and then secretly like as the narrator to the, you is like but they think that they don't understand i was setting them up to underestimate me so um god that's a classical dragon ball z move hillary clinton yeah she's definitely doing um like hiding her power level stuff by like dropping coffee on her shirt and stuff and like at one point she has diarrhea (laughs) like um God, diarrhea doesn't is not picked up on a uh, scouter. Yeah, of the standard <laughs> Frieza force, they they don't know how to detect it. So the first thing that kind of happens is, uh, as they're trying to figure out where the rest of these bombs are going to go off, she flies to Iran with Betsy, and they put on burkas and stuff, and they go. Uh, she has to have a meeting with the president of Iran, um, and. It's like this fraught thing where he's very um, like traditional and stuff. And so she's, you know, girl bossing him and stuff, but like by playing in and letting him think that he won and shit, but he's hates women and yada. yada. And then the fucking Ayatollah shows up and it's like kind of <laughs> this extra tense situation between the president of Iran and uh, Hillary Clinton and the Ayatollah. And then also she's got um, her son's girlfriend who is part of the, you know, she's a journalist, but like, why did she have the codes that's going on? And while this is happening, the Ayatollah tells this story about the cat and the rat. And it's this like parable that plays through the the entire book, which is that uh, there's a tiger and it's caught in a hunter's net at some point and tigers are always caught in hunter's nets can uh, i just say that you can go off so a little rat comes by at some point and the tiger says to the rat hey if you help me out of this net i won't eat you i'll I'll be your best friend um i know i'm always trying to eat you but please help me out of this net and what the the rat does very cunningly is it chews through all but uh like uh, like enough where the tiger can almost get out but not the whole thing and it does this and waits till the hunter shows up and then it chews through the extra thread and then it's like successfully played the hunter off against the cat and then the rat escapes whatever the the ayatollah tells this fucking story and she's like puzzled for the rest of the the book like which am i the hunter or am i the cat or am i the rat and then she's constantly like discovering that people 
turned double crossed her and going, You were the rat the whole time. Um, LOL, what? Mr. Parables, the king of Iran. <laughs> but through talking to the president of Iran and the Ayatollah, she sort of discovers this backstory about the Shah guy. So basically, Shah is Os- he's like a he's like a weapons dealer who is kind of like the the biggest threat to everyone right now because what's going I mean it's weird cuz he lives in Pakistan and he was so he, Shah's story was that he was a terrorist and he sold a bunch of arms to people that like funded ISIS and and the Taliban and all these people and he uh did some attack and then he ended up going into hiding in Pakistan in like a you know in the Osama bin Laden house so he's Osama bin Laden basically but huh. it so Osama bin Laden also exists in this story like they reference him a bunch of times so he like is just this other guy who's like I guess he runs into Osama bin Laden at a bar at some point and goes like dude same thing happened to me like it doesn't make any sense why is there two people who had the specific story about hiding out in Pakistan but what happened with Shaw is he was hiding in Pakistan in this story's universe during the Dunn administration, but this belligerent, stupid president Dunn, uh, secretly, she found out, let him go because he was negotiating with Pakistan and he decided for some art of the deal maneuver just let that guy go. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I would love to find out Donald Trump is just letting like Osama bin Laden figures go yeah. around the world. Yeah. God. So she, she figured out that he let him go because he was, I can't remember exactly how it plays out. It's some kind of sort of power shift deal or whatever. Oh, wait, this is an important question. Is Don... Does he have dementia like Donald Trump? Like, can you just like trick him by by bringing up different things, or is he like a cunning operator? So we'll get to that because she eventually negotiates with him, and that's the boss battles of this game are negotiations. So like, she eventually negotiates with Trump, but like, she doesn't like she's like paints him like an idiot, but kind of comes away going like, yeah, but you have to hand it to him, which is, like, insane. But also probably... <laughs> you were my greatest battle yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Dunn had let uh, Shaw go, and what she's starting to piece together is that she doesn't think that he did that because he is ideologically on the side of the terrorists. She thinks he's a useful idiot. And they convinced him that what uh, Shaw does is um, <clears throat> like, yeah, he was like, you know, organizing these physicists to make nuclear weapons. It wasn't making nuclear weapons. He's making nuclear energy. And so, you know, and, and the, the woke libtards or whatever are the people that want this guy in prison, but we, we, he's fine. We just want him out or whatever. And so she thinks what, what is happening is that, uh, he inadvertently like well she kind of goes back and forth between thinking he's a useful idiot or he's like legitimately still in communication with these people because the other possibility that's floated is that he is um like linked to like uh al-qaeda and and uh, all this other stuff and shaw 
and uh, possibly the Ayatollah or whatever, and, and because he knew he was going to get voted out, and as a way to get back into office, he wants to be part of this like nuclear weapon threat that turns into a coup that then reinstalls Dunn as president, and. That's kind I'm of shaking the, my head at this listener. <laughs> I can't believe this. That's kind of the main huh. like thing. The big question mark is like, wait, is he trying to like re coup? Is he trying to do a coup? Is Trump trying to do a coup to get back into the White House with like the support of the alt right and all these fucking and like terrorists and then eventually Putin too? And he better not. He's done. <laughs> he's done. Um, Mrs. Clinton, if you're listening, I am willing to work with your administration and any of your helpers to get back into power of the U.S. government. Let's go. <laughs> We're all on the same team here. So it's how Christmas. long? How long has Williams and uh, Hillary Clinton, I guess, been? How long have they been in power, and how long has Dunn been done? Well, Dunn, like Dunn, had a four-year term. I guess right. it might have been eight years in this story. I'm not really that sure. I think it's got to be four years. Yeah, because they like edited the story as they. Yeah, he's they, just Donald Trump, right? Like, yeah, he's Trump. He's yeah, clearly okay. Trump. He's not at all based on. So Bush. he had four years, and then he did a January sixth, and it was sad, sad. Yeah, and so they're like, you know, this is like they had this fucking bullshit served to him, like you know, month one of the administration, basically, you know, uh, maybe month two, three, four, probably first six months of the presidency. I'd say this is happening. Um. And so they have to go around and deal with all these people who are like, you know, like one of the things that the Iranian president says is like, you know, individuals change, but I'm still dealing with the American government. And she's, you know, has to be like, we are not the previous administration. (laughs) (laughs) All this stuff. It was, you know, completely, uh, that was a weird thing that happened. No, no, America's good and all this shit or whatever. And so um, what she starts to figure out, though, is that. Uh, and this is also so at the same time she has information coming in from Gill because Gill went out. I, I really lost the fucking thread of Gill's plot. He went somewhere and got kidnapped by terrorists and is like texting her shit about um, like what he's discovered, which is that there's a mole in the White House, essentially. And. So Gil discovered this. Yeah, Gil and Inuyasha and a couple other people like sort of piece this together. Go, there's a lot of moving parts, but they start to figure out there's a mole in the White House, and they're trying to figure out who it is. And you've got these two old neocons, Whitehead and Beecham, that there's like the whole story goes back and forth. Is it Beecham? Is it Whitehead? Oh, my God. I think it's Whitehead. I think it's Beecham or whatever. And um, they <laughs> – so they – they as they're, as they're like – becoming suspicious of you know people within the uh the chief of staff and the you know the administration they're um also trying to figure out what happened because at one point there's this guy uh Hamza the lion who he made friends with Gil he saved Gil's life cuz some terrorist was trying to fucking throw Gil off a cliff and then Hamza you know they fucking saves him and that's when you discover his name's Gilgamesh and they like they bond over their weird names and stuff yeah yeah and eventually Hamza gets killed but when Hamza gets killed he texts 
I think he texts Gil or maybe fucking Hillary. I can't remember. But the last thing he texts before he he dies is um, H L I H I L. No, H L I W H I. Can't remember what the fuck it is. Three letters. It's really weird. He texts her R E I. It's weird. There's another character that gets killed, and the last thing he does is text somebody White House, and then this guy texts L H I. What is this pre-death texting? Is I don't that know. a common thing? Fuck, maybe in Hillary Clinton's life. I don't know. But I can see it. This one is gets really weird because it's like three letters, and they're like, did he just die? Like, is that a weird like typo? What is L H I? Um, and it's. Oh no! I'm sorry. It's HLI. It's, I know what it is. It's HLI because what they figure out is eventually through talking to like journalists, they find this one journalist who went crazy from doing journalism, and he's basically like <laughs> left. He changed his name and he lives in this place called Three Pines, which I think Three Pines is supposed to be Chappaquiddick because it's like this nice. Three, no, Three Pines. I uh, so apparently I know this from listening to the. The, the two authors chat. Three Pines is a mainstay of Louise Penny's stories. It's where this French Canadian uh, detective. Oh, it's like a comes Marvel from. Universe thing. Oh, yes. Cool. And, yeah. So it's in all of it's in Quebec, I think, and it's in all of her books. Couldn't be farther where, from Chappaquiddick. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was like, I was like, what the fuck is Three Pines supposed to be? So they find this guy. Right. And this guy is a journalist and he knows one of the dumb kids or he knew Yasha or something. And he's like, um, his name was like uh, fucking James Wong or something, but he changed it to Chan. And then they, whatever. they figure out he changed his name and they track him down. And they're like, hey, you were studying this LHI thing. Uh, why did you, why did you like go out here and change your name? And he's like, I have a family now. I'm happy. I don't want to talk about any of this shit. Yada, yada, yada. And eventually they put the screws to him and they figure out. Okay, so <laughs> LHI was a joke that you would hear around Washington um, or HLI, high level informant. And it was a joke about a conspiracy theory that far right people threw around about how there was a person in the White House who was uh, an informant who had high level clearance. Huh. Right. But it was like. You know, a joke, but then this guy fucking went into the dark web and figured out that it's, like, kind of real, and he discovered who it is, and he had all these fucking internet trolls trying to kill him and shit, so he changed his name. It's Q. She wrote QAnon into the fucking book. Right. She said it's real, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, sort of. I mean, the first thing She's low-key telling people that Pizzagate is real. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, real. I've been doing it. <laughs> she basically... I'm the problem. <laughs> I mean, the way it's, it sort of unrolls. So it sets up and you're like, okay, so there's this joke. that's, But then this guy's like, no, 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 it's It's real. It's this weird fucking dark web thing, which is, you know, what QAnon is. A bunch of weirdos talking to each other online. And uh, he gives her the codes to, like, to log in to HLI if she needs. And the reason he has them is because he has them, like, carved into his skin above his heart or like tattooed or something i think he carved them with a knife <laughs> it's just like a bunch of like but it's like the way they describe in the book is it's the strangest website code i've ever seen it doesn't even look like a website <laughs> but it's like it's just a string of bizarre numbers and letters it's like that's what a fucking url is what do you mean so um <laughs> 
website so secretive, even the Secretary of State can't crack it. <laughs> yeah. That's what her job is, apparently, is just cracking <laughs> she, codes. Which is a job we've established is mostly cracking codes of different <laughs> kinds. <laughs> so, uh, fuck, who do they go to first? They go to... She goes at one point to have dinner with the, uh, I think it's the president of Iran again, but it's like a big, like fancy dinner with waiters and stuff instead of like a dark CD room thing. Long story short, fucking Shaw is like, he, oh, also I forgot to mention Shaw. She hates Shaw because Shaw, ever since he's been in exile after committing nine 11 part two or whatever the fuck he did, He's been sending Hillary Clinton letters in the mail, like on the <laughs> that date. Son of a bitch! And they're like cards and flowers and stuff. And he sends them on the dates of the deaths of people that she loved, which she takes to mean. Oh my god! What the fuck is wrong with this Irish bastard? He killed like her husband. Osama bin Laden killed Bill Clinton in this story. She so loved this him. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry if you explain this, but his name is Shaw, or is he is a Shaw? No, no, his name of, is Shaw. He's the his Shaw, name is of Shaw. Fear. It's, He's it's, the leader of all terror. It's his last name. I can't remember his fucking first name. It's something something Shaw. But they were you know refer to him by his last name, like Bin Laden or whatever. Is um, he of Middle Eastern yeah, extraction? He's just Osama okay. bin Laden, but Osama bin Laden. I didn't realize that was a Middle Eastern name. Okay. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Um, <laughs> but like, he's been sending her these like these. He's been taunting her, and he ki- he killed a bunch of uh, people that she loves, and has been like sending like on the day of you know whatever. So. Like on the day of her Son husband's, of the bitch. anniversary of his death, he sends her like a, a fucking letter every year, but she can't figure out, she can't prove it's him. And, um, I guess she was fucking secretary of state during like another administration or something. She, she has a political past and she, right. I was about to ask, why is she getting letters? She pissed him off at some point when she was like working in the previous administration or something. <laughs> she accidentally she killed. She actually bombed a wedding and his family and destroyed his entire extended family. No, for real. Okay, so it's kind of <laughs> yeah. in here. Because, like, so I, th- I think if I think I remember correctly, like, she kind of was Secretary of State in the in the administration before Trump and is again after or something. That because low-key. Huh. Because, like, in the dinner with the Iranian president, um, where she's doing high level secretary of state negotiations she she like tells she kind of like winks to the viewer like and i needed to make myself look stupid so that they would think i was easily taken advantage of so that they would make this deal with me because i'm trying to like lure them into this deal so she brings up libya (laughs) and she's like yeah you know we did this thing too you know and they're like ha 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 foolish woman yes you did you think you did a good job on that but you didn't (laughs) um so she is and is using your dumb female brain to do statecraft incorrectly (laughs) so let's see uh after that, so also there's a waiter, and the waiter leans in and says, "Your salad, man." It's like Shaw in disguise, but she's never actually met him, so she doesn't know while this is happening. It's him, and so. What the fuck is wrong with Shaw? 
well, Shaw's deal is he busted out and he is in the middle of this huge, like, um, coordinated thing between these various different powers where he's central to the coup to get done back in office, which is, you know, really, so as she's interviewing all these different people and negotiating with them, she starts to realize, oh, well, the, the president of Iran has a hand in this. The Ayatollah has motivation because what they're trying to do is get this dumb guy back in office who's easily taken advantage of so that, like, they can use America as a state and then do all this statecraft from their vantage point. And um, but then, you know, it's like, well, who's really who's really going to come out on top here is kind of the like the ever evolving thing or whatever. So after. Um, after this, God, I'm trying to remember how she, how she ends up getting to Putin, but basically, uh, they realize that there's three bombs that are going to go off. And I think there's like, just another threat from the terrorists or whatever. And somehow she figures out, I've got to go talk to Putin because I know Putin knows something no fuck sorry i jumped a gun she talks to trump first so she goes to mar-a-lago with betsy and she's like uh she has this weird back and forth with him where like she shows up with betsy and he's like who's this ah she's probably just around for the sex huh like he's like real gross and he makes these jokes about them being lesbians the whole time but she like manages to undermine him by you know using uh his own arrogance against him and yada 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 and figures out um that he gave up uh shaw which is like a secret like the the media doesn't know it the fucking public doesn't know it and she thinks that she's like figured this out and is gonna blow his mind by being like i know that you let this terrorist loose and uh, he's pretty funny in the book because he's like, what? Yeah, I did that. Like, he's like, oh, that wasn't a secret at all. No, he's an entrepreneur, that guy. He's cool. I met him. And she's like. So he's funny in the book like he's funny in real life. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's also got a, a, um, an Olympic-sized swimming pool with a fountain in it in the book. And she points out that, like, that renders the pool useless and stuff. And is just talking about how trashy his estate is and whatnot. And um, so he's like, yeah, I let that guy go. He's fucking cool. He's great. He's an entrepreneur, you know. And uh, he, he, <laughs> people think that he's trying to make nuclear weapons, but he's actually making nuclear power, which is good. We love power, don't we, you know. And, uh, and he's sending her messages every month being like, your dead husband's birthday. Was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, she goes to talk to Trump, and he's like, yeah, I love him, you know. He's <laughs> a great guy. And so through talking to Trump, she figures out, I think, that, like, he's being manipulated by Putin. And she, But this is also where it's weird, because she, when she leaves Trump, um. She figures out, so up until this point, she thinks, oh, he's trying to do a coup. He's trying to get back in office. But he so readily, like, gives all this information up that she realizes he's just a useful idiot. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, he's not, like, he's not actually mastermind behind any of this weird coup stuff. He's just, and what she says something is, he actually is a great man. Some men are great, even though they're not good. <laughs> it's like the way she puts it. So like she just, she doesn't hate Trump. 
she's like annoyed by him, but like, um, you know, she, she like concedes like, and he does really love America or whatever the fuck. It's insane. It's peak meritocracy brain, you know, like at some point you have to be like, well, he's important. So that's good. (laughs) So it's fucking weird. Taunting me based on my husband's death in a way that's nice. (laughs) She like, yeah, she just ends up leaving. She's like, oh, I got all this information out of him and he's a big dumb idiot. And, you know, like she's weird. She kind of glows about him. She's like, she says stuff like he, um, like, while I find him disgusting, you know, being around him, and he just have like a magnetism that is undeniable. And he's immediately able to find anyone's weak point and all this stuff. And it's like, do you like Donald Trump? I thought his whole book was about how you fucking hate him. You should, if Hillary Clinton got together with Donald Trump, that is all I'm asking from my American soap opera politics. This is, I mean, I'll check out after that. That sounds By great. I got together, all... you mean... Meaning she leaves Bill Clinton and marries Donald Trump, who is already married. I don't care about that. I just want to get results (laughs) on my desk by five. Not Eric Dunn. There's no talk of his... He might be single. I think they're all kind of single. It's really weird. And when you're single, you're swinging. You're, you're, You're slinging. The only people that have sex are Gil and Inuyasha and... It's gross to read these old ladies like describing from Inuyasha's point of view. Like she is like, because it's, it's all just wordplay. It's like I'm sorry, it, you have my full attention. It's like English <laughs> teacher wrote a fucking sexy story thing. So like they'll be like, uh, you know, uh, Inuyasha will be saying something like, "My, I had a feeling that the what I was getting from Gil was coming from my heart, but if I'm being true to myself." It was coming from a little bit lower, <laughs> you know, like shit like that. Oh no, whoa, <laughs> <Yeah>. folks! <laughs> I am sweating oh, right ooga. now. Yeah, it was truly a state I of terror. I think my Christmas tree is on fire. It's a little warm in here. Oh, 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 oh! oh. So, so I, in the one of the oh. interviews I watched, Hillary Clinton in a leather jacket uh, is with Louise Penny on Seth Meyers. And they asked Louise Penny, like, what's it like being a Canadian and trying to write about American politics? She's like, well, I'm, we're very kind people. I'm going to be a good neighbor and not criticize. All I will say is we've got Justin Trudeau. And then she starts fanning herself Ugh. as if she's fucking God. Politics people are so <laughs> weird. That, like, that guy's, I don't know. Um, no one in politics is hot. There's like three people. It's weird because you can tell. Justin Trudeau, I feel, have you seen that thing where he does the handstand on the desk? I mean, that's pretty athletic. I like. When I he think does, he's hot. Uh, I'll admit, I, that's mostly because I think he's Fidel Castro's son. Oh right, got some of his. <laughs> nice Sorry, features. so good at basketball. I think he's hot when he does blackface. Because I appreciate people of color. <laughs> he has done what if so he tried, much blackface. What if he tried to get out of it by being like, "Well, I technically am actually Latino." <laughs> oh yeah, that would be Castro. an Anders move because it doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> his mom fucked Fidel Castro, and that's why he I looks know, like it doesn't make sense to get out of blackface by saying you're Latino. That's not a thing. He's Afro Cuban. No, no, I know it doesn't make sense, but that's something he would try to do. That's something. <laughs> A stupid person would do. 
No, he's Afro-Cuban. He's just very light. He's Afro-Cuban. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Fuck. This... So this leads us into the negotiation with Putin, which is, like, one of the final bosses of the book, where she has to go talk to Putin, and, like, it's, like, icy and stuff, and she looks like shit, and, uh, she does another thing where she looks like shit, and she's like, this'll throw him off if I fuck up my hair and look dumb (laughs) and all this stuff, and, um, she... I'm trying to figure out how to drop this bomb as effectively as possible because it is so funny. Like, on the plane over, her and Betsy, like, Betsy kind of keeps noticing, like, oh, she's doing something on a computer, but I don't know what she's doing because she's not talking to Gil or, like, what's going on? Um, And she won't tell her what it is. And then in this negotiation, you know, he starts to... Putin, his name's Ivanov in the book, but it's Putin. He starts to reveal like that he's involved in negotiations with Pakistan. Oh, I think I did a canceled thing. It was Pakistan is who they were dealing with earlier at the dinner. Whatever, it doesn't matter. So he's, you know, but he's involved in this complex dance between Pakistan and Iran and everyone and trying to get Trump back into office. And, uh, you know, because the Russian mafia is who is involved in the arms dealings here and Shaw is the guy who makes the weapons and then he sells them through the Russian mafia to everybody and she's like you know talking to him and going like what do you know about the Russian mafia and he's saying oh I don't know any there's no Russian mafia anymore I don't know anything about them and then she's like you are in charge of the Russian mafia I know how Russia works you are involved in the Russian mafia you're a fucking kleptocrat or whatever and and he's like, ha ha ha, very macho, and you know, you foolish woman with your frumpy hair. And then she pulls out this laptop, and she's like, well, what about this? <laughs> and then like he turns like red, and then he turns deep red, he turns purple, and he's like about to bust a forehead vein, and he's like, you fucking American woman, how dare you? And basically, what <laughs> she reveals is that so. What's on the computer is pictures of him, compromat pictures of him, of a sexual nature, with a young boy. (laughs) And she's like, that's right. That's right. You're a pedophile. And I could leak these with a click of a button. In fact, maybe I've already leaked them. So she has leverage over him. And she's like, you have to do, you know, whatever. I fucking help me find Shaw. I need to track down Shaw because I can't figure out where he is. And he's like, fuck, God damn. He's like so angry. And (laughs) at first it's like, okay, did she figure out he's a pedophile and then like get like weird child pornography of Putin fucking a little boy? And like, it's kind of implied that that's what's going on. And he's like, fine, fine. He's in Florida. And they're like, where in Florida? And he's like, you know exactly where. And they're like, he's at Trump's house. And so then they fly away what? and they're going to Florida and in the plane, uh, Betsy what? asks, Betsy asks Hillary Clinton. She's like, is he a pedophile? Is fucking Putin a pedophile? And she goes, no, 
the boy was computer generated. <laughs> so like, what? that's what Hillary Clinton was doing on the plane over there. It was like making a CGI child pornography. What the fuck? <laughs> how do you, wait, so not only is she secretary of state, she knows how to like program and digitally artistically create boy sex. Secretary of state are either cracking codes and or digitally animating. him fucking nothing that she can use <laughs> Boy no, she item? well, she would have had to look up actual kitty porn, right? I so she could superimpose the, the head on the so thing. There's so much happening <laughs> yeah. in this tiny description. So she, and it's crazy because he's like, at one point, like in retrospect, when you realize it's CGI, you realize he went, he said, well, this isn't real. And she just goes, it doesn't matter because people will think it's real. So her power negotiation move for if she needs to get anything done is she just makes CGI child pornography of whoever she's negotiating <laughs> with and then just goes, look, my daughter owns a media empire. I'll put this out there. People will think you're a pedophile. I don't like that this is in Hillary Clinton's book. This feels like it's real in some way that I don't yeah, care Yeah, I'm more. sure she has done something like that in real life. She wrote this book. She has like one digital naked boy that she puts in every video regardless of what's happening in there. Yeah, it's Maybe like- the Access Hollywood tape wasn't even real and she, her basement did a CGI of that. And I mean, like how CGI doesn't look real. So like what program is she using? It's like, right. have you seen the new Matrix thing on on? PS5 or like wow it looks kind of almost real like is she whipping this well, stuff you up seen when, when they take like dog competitive dog videos and they put in a tiny Shrek <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think that's like that's what she's doing but for children porn <laughs> she's fucking Putin fucking the little Shrek and he's like no <laughs> no this cannot get out this Shrek is underage <laughs> or maybe it's that he does fuck Shreks, and so she's like, she, I, she, like, he already is a Shrekophile. So by showing this photo, she's like, it doesn't matter if it's fake because you are a Shrekophile. So like that'll come out just if we show that. I don't fucking know. So let's do some master negotiation. You'll lose the Ukraine. Couldn't he say if it came out, he would just be like, well, those weren't boys; they're just a bunch of like Hasbullah types. Like little guys. <laughs> Hezbollah <laughs> types? I don't Hezbollah. even know. Hezbollah, you know the... Never mind. I mean, I know what that uh, is, but are they... No, yeah. you can't never mind that. Hezbollah you... <laughs> is a guy who has some sort of congenital oh. condition where he looks like a child, but he's a man. Like Andy Milanakis. Yeah. Oh, Andy Milanakis <laughs> has Hezbollah disease? <laughs> it's, it's, not the, it's just the name of a guy who has it. Who's like an oh. internet meme. I'm sorry. I was um, confused. Oh, but I'm I'm sorry. The, but I they have the so they have deep fakes, and I'm sure Clinton is aware of these, right? She's probably worried about those. She's probably prepared to explain away, uh, like a video of Bill Clinton raping someone as a deep fake. So I, I feel like that's probably the field research she did for this aspect of the book. It's all from her personal real life. I am to, right. I am assured. Yeah, by this there's book. no, there's just no, a Canadian. I don't think this was Louise Penny's idea. I don't think a Canadian would be constitutionally capable of uh, coming up with such a, a horrid plot device. 
I this one of those things that's like it has to be real because no one could have made that up. (laughs) That is such an insane plot point to throw into this, you know, up until this point, pretty run of the mill political thriller. (laughs) Is this the climax of the book? Uh, no, but we're getting there. I'm almost done. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But this is maybe the best part. (laughs) So she's like, you know, flying with Betsy back to the United States. Now knowing this information that they got out of Putin, that he does know where Shaw is and Shaw is in the United States and he is coordinating um, like a nuclear attack. There's like, uh, they also figured out through, I mean, there's like a lot of some sweeping over that I a forgot how to explain and B who gives a shit. But like they figured out at one point that they they did get nuclear weapons together. They keep there's like a whole fucking um, thing I skipped where they like they raided like a, a factory that they figured out that Shaw was keeping physicists in to make nuclear weapons. They get to it, all the physicists are dead, but they figure out that he killed them after he had them make nukes. He sent the nukes to the United States. They're mailed as, like, medical equipment or something, and they're like, holy shit, clock is ticking, this guy is going to nuke, like, a bunch of major cities in America so that they can do this coup and get um, Trump back in and use him as a puppet for the Russian mafia, Pakistan, and, like, the Ayatollah or whatever, to all fucking whatever. So, uh... And there's, I mean, you know, I was talking about you won't find left stuff in it. If you go through this, the, the Iran part is insane with the way they get around the history of Iran. <laughs> like, there's, it's pretty bad. Um, so there's stuff in there, but I don't I fucking take notes about it. I was very distracted by this pedophile part, which is very funny. So um, anyway, we get back to the United States. She meets with Barack Obama and she's like, we have to go to um, Mar-a-Lago because Shaw is there and he's going to nuke three American cities or whatever in like 24 hours. So we have to go. And he's like, well, you can't just go like you didn't you just already go. And she's like, yeah, but like he like Trump was hiding him. He didn't let me know. Long story short, she (laughs) she's talking to the president and she's like, I have to do like a black ops raid of Mar-a-Lago. What? <laughs> yeah, and she, you can't. And he's like, Hillary Clinton, you can't use like the the like SEAL Team Six to raid Mar-a-Lago. That's insane. <laughs> and she's like, we're gonna be dead in like twenty four hours if I don't do this. So you have to keep in mind, this is a Hillary Clinton's fan fiction. She wrote a story where she takes like the Navy SEALs and raids Mar-a-Lago. It's the so Navy good. SEALs who all love and respect her, by the way. Yeah. Well, so another thing about Trump is that since he is the ex-president, but he's super right-wing, Mar-a-Lago is guarded by a bunch of private militiamen that he hired. And there's still, like, a skeleton crew of the people from the Secret Service that they, like, you have to accept them if you're the ex-president. But they're mostly outnumbered by these private militiamen that she has. So when she does go and do Zero Dark Thirty to Mar-a-Lago, the things that she writes about in the story that you're supposed to notice are all of his private militiamen 
are like they're untrained they are bulky because they keep too much weaponry on them and they're like so gaudy and they don't really like know how to actually do you know proper warfare whereas the the like the white house's special secret fucking crack team or whatever the fuck she's using um you know they're like true warriors and they only carry certain amounts of stuff because they know how to get the job done efficiently you know it's like lib porn shit there's efficient and they you know don't have all this extra it's stuff important to say they do a really good job it's like the thing you know from a liberal point of view you could drive a wedge here and be like there's a right and a wrong way to do brutal warfare where you kill children and stuff, you know? And it's very much where, like, Hillary Clinton is coming from. So they fucking, they, you know, they they sneak into Mar-a-Lago and they snap the necks of a bunch of these, like, private militiamen guys. And they get in and they find Shaw. And he's just living in Trump's, like, apartment. <laughs> like, he's just, like, his roommate or whatever. They find him cooking breakfast. That rocks. Yeah, it's so funny. That he just Trump just lives with Osama bin Laden in this book. <laughs> he's just hanging out with him. <laughs> I think he's cool. Yeah. He's always watching porn and I think it's cool. <laughs> So he just invited him to come live at his house, and that's where they find him. And then they kidnap him and they take him um, back to the White House. And at the White Nobody House, he's thinking of it this way. But could you imagine just being roommates with Donald Trump? Like, not even being roommates <laughs> with Osama bin Laden. Being roommates with Donald Trump would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it'd be kind of fun. It seems like he's pretty chill. He just hangs out all day, and he's just like, "What? He's cool," you know. I don't know. But he's definitely not he's, chill. Yeah. He's like a germophile and all that <laughs> shit. And he's really like, I noticed you put a banana in the recycling. What the fuck is that? Well, that's, uh, yeah. See, they've got all these fucking, I mean, the the Dunn administration just gets talked about a few times in the book. And it's always like, um, the only people that survived it were people that, um, you know, were like, yes, men. Because any, like, you would get fired immediately if you, you know. So, yeah, he was like an asshole. Um, everyone you might say was in a state of terror, um, which is the way it's put in the book. So, yeah, I guess I tr- there's there's no need to do in it. a way it's a state of terror. There's no way to there's no reason to do a contrarian. Oh, Trump would actually be cool to hang out with. Argument, you're right. He's a dumbass. So, um, <laughs> they get. I feel bad for Shaw. That's all I want to say. I want to have that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> He's great because. So, I like I like that he killed Bill Clinton. I think he's a cool guy. <laughs> they get to right. I forget he killed Bill Clinton. <laughs> they get to the White House. They've got him, and you know they got him fucking tied up, and they're like punching him and stuff. And they're like, "God damn it! Tell us, you know, how to fucking find where the nukes are or whatever." And he's like laughing and doing the supervillain thing of like, you know. I'm not going to tell you, hey, I'm not even, I'll, I'll just die. Like, I don't care. I won already. I care more about whatever. He starts doing like um, flimsy supervillain stuff where he's like, I hate democracy and all this stuff. And I did right, it because yes. I hate democracy and, you know, whatever. And uh, freedom is bad <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah. There's like a couple of funny lines about how he's like talking about the, you know, I'm going to put the empire out of its misery and it was already like kind of bleeding out. Come on, who's kidding me? You know, he's right about stuff. It's cool. But um, in this situation, basically the climax of the whole fucking thing is that 
they're trying to figure out who the who the informant is in the White House, and they know it's somebody, but they don't know who it is. And they go, um, "It's it's uh it's this guy Whitehead, one of the neocons." And when they say it's him, he like punches the president. And then they wrestle and stuff and yada, yada, yada. Big, weird, fucking dramatic thing plays out. And then, like, what? somehow it gets flipped around. And, like, you think he's dead. But then he gets up and he punches Beecham. And you go, what? It's actually Beecham. And, like, whatever. I don't know. Beecham? It's really complicated. And there's, like, a woman also who just picks up a gun. And she's, like, she's barely been in the story the entire movie. But she's, like, I don't know. She's involved somehow. And she's, like, um, I'm also in on it or whatever. And they figure out that there was, like, a whole dark, uh, deep statey kind of thing going on. The way they figure well, The way this is all sort of revealed is they're, like, um... I can't remember which one of these things happens first, but basically the climax of the story this is super boomery is that they're talking about uh, HLI high level informant. And they're like, Oh wait, I have a way that we can maybe fucking figure out where the bombs are. Let's talk to Q. And so they pull up a computer and they, she has a picture of the guy's web address that he's carved into his chest or whatever. And they punch it in and then it just takes a really long time to load because it's the dark web. So it's like, but the way it's like written is like the computer was thinking, thinking, thinking. And it's like, there's no way to write this into a novel and make it seem interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it took them a while to get to a website. And then suddenly a door appears on the websites. Like, for, it's just a picture of a door. And they're all like um, trying to figure out how to get into the website so they're all like try knocking on it <laughs> you know is there a doorbell uh, and then like the president is just like leaned over this computer he's just clicking on a fucking homestar runner page type thing and they're like maybe if we sing outside of it because it's christmas they'll open the door yeah. <laughs> and eventually they figure out this code that Somewhere earlier in the story, the, somebody had this code, and they couldn't figure out what the code meant, and it was, um, oh, three, something, something, what, it was, it's like a numerical version of, um, the, the time and date that Osama bin Laden was killed. And they figure out through, like... Who is, again, a different guy than the stand-in for Osama Bin Laden <laughs> yeah. in the store. And this is, like, thematically it comes back because they were talking earlier. Somebody, I think Inuyasha was explaining to them about how, like, oh, if you want to understand the jihadist mind, you have to understand it's all about revenge and, like, being obsessed with being fucking slighted by certain things or whatever. And, yeah, oh, and so they figure out, like, oh, the date of... It like and it's like they, they get to they get to this they figure this out after a bunch of incidents of like try putting in freedom they hate freedom it's got to be freedom <laughs> oh no they wait they love freedom put in for like Independence Day or whatever and then finally someone floats that what if you do Osama bin Laden's death time thing that we were talking about earlier and when that happens Shaw's eyes light up and they all realize like oh he's he's mad because we figured it out and they break into QAnon. 
And then what happens in the computer is they figure out that QAnon is not one person. It's a network of people within. They all have government. There's like a bunch of them in government and stuff like that. There's one of the Supreme Court justices is a QAnon person. And it's like, oh, it's a massive conspiracy by a bunch of people to try to overthrow the government. And also, when they break into the QAnon website, uh, it shows just show. <laughs> It just shows them three bombs, and it's like I supposed. To, I guess it looks like a video game screen or whatever. And click no on bombs. Yeah. <laughs> vote vote no. So there's a bomb in um, Washington D.C. Uh, in the White House, and it's like so close to oh, them on the Jesus. map they can't figure out where it is. There's another one in New York City, and there's another one in Kansas City. These are the three places. That wow. they've decided to set off nuclear bombs. Gotta stop the Chiefs from winning the AFC West again. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think I told this out of out of order, but this is when the fucking Whitehead punches somebody, and then Beaches punches somebody, and then blah, 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 and they're like, "Oh my god, it was Beecham the whole time." And um, so it's like old John Bolton guys punching people, and punching each other, and revealing I was actually part of QAnon, not <laughs> and like it's confusing because the first guy, like he wasn't part of it, but he played like he was so that he could roll on the floor and then get strategically closer to the guy that he figured out was and whatever. This is the crime novel part of the fucking story. Who gives it's a shit? The action thriller where QAnon is an intentional conspiracy, other than just like <laughs> a bunch of the dumbest ideas possible spread <laughs> the farthest they could possibly go. <laughs> yeah, and it's like also. I mean, with the fucking pedophile stuff that she wrote into this, it's like, but, huh? <laughs> like, that's part of it's QAnon. Like she went out of the way in her own book to be like, in any pedophile stuff, they made that up. <laughs> My husband is not a pedophile. That's made up. <laughs> so, this is the second to last chapter, right? And it's like, um, it's, uh, them realizing that there's like a minute left to defuse the bombs and they have to figure out, Oh my God, the one in the white house is in the room directly below us. And they all run down there and they're like diffusing it. And they're like 10, nine, eight, seven. And then she's like, and then I, you know, whatever, a cliffhanger, the chapter ends and it's like, what's going to happen? You know, I went limp and I went cold and yada, yada, yada. And then the next chapter is they're all at three pines and she's drinking wine with Chelsea and stuff. And they're talking with the president about how, wow, that was sure a close one. Wasn't it? And also, by the way, this is chapter 45 of this book. It's, (gasps) I think it might be 46. I thought it was really confusing that they did 45 because that's like Trump's number. Yeah. That's the number that she should have, of, you know, she probably spent years thinking of, I'm going to be 45. I will be president number 45. That's just like baked into her mind now. And that's, oh, you know, her rightful place. There, yeah. Yeah. No, it is like, chapter 45. <laughs> There's 45 chapters for some reason. Um, so it's like we get this like after glowy aftermath thing where they're all like eating cake and punch and stuff and they're like wow we didn't get blown up we averted crisis we're no longer a state of terror and um the president has to go uh like address you know the nation about the nuclear attempt thing that everyone's hearing about and then he's like hey kiddo 
I need your advice on something. And she says, oh, that shirt doesn't match with that jacket. And he goes, no, 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 not that. I want you to help me, like, like a real advice. Like, how do I do this? What should I divulge? This? So you're so supposed to understand that he has earned, she has earned his respect. And she's like, he's like asking her, like, for legitimate strategic advice on how to maneuver like this, you know, state of the union thing or whatever the fuck he's doing. This like press conference because that's her skill. Cause she's the master negotiator, secretary of state who knows like subtle things like, Oh, um, tell him you have diarrhea. Fuck. I forgot that part. When she, when she's at that Pakistani dinner, she, she has diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nice. She, it get, all comes back at the end. She fakes, she's got to get out of a conversation. So she says, Oh, the fish didn't agree with me. And she runs to the bathroom with Betsy. But then, like, she actually gets diarrhea <laughs> and like, she stalls this conversation by pretending she has diarrhea. So that's another one of her, like, the toolkit of the negotiator things or whatever. Um, but anyone can get diarrhea. Anyway, end of the story is that she's talking to the president and she's like, Oh, here's what you do. You print your own child pornography. Tell people you have diarrhea, like to all this stuff. (laughs) And he's like, you're going to have to learn a very specific (laughs) amount of coding. (laughs) (laughs) And he respects her and they respect each other. And they're going to be, uh, you know, a great fucking, uh, uh, team from now on. And then the end end is that suddenly, there's uh, they get intelligence that a bunch of like sarin gas and other types of chemical weapons and stuff like that have all been stolen from these caches all around the world and it basically oh. ends on like uh them looking at each other and going here we go again here we go. better boot up the fake child porn hard drive again <laughs> And that another mystery's <laughs> afoot. Yeah. And that state of terror, man. Had, Merry Christmas, everybody. I, I read it so you didn't have to. Merry Christmas. It fucking rules, dude. It's so funny. I watched I listened to it while playing Dark Souls for like ten hours and like <laughs> it's I my brain is I have a haunted house now. Those two things don't seem like they go together, but thank you for listening to that. Hillary Clinton <laughs> and Dark Souls don't go together. I keep well, they just both require a lot of focus, I hot guess. Hot sauce in my pocket. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she does have a dark soul, but I gotta say, man, like watching these interviews with her and Louise Penny, you know, we were saying earlier, like she hates everyone. And I think that is true, except for Louise Penny. It's like the happiest I've ever seen Hillary Clinton is hanging out with her author friend, making up like mystery stories. That's so, great. like. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not that there's anyone better in power, but I'm, I much prefer this than her actually wielding any power. I think everyone just wants to get put a little book together. And it is now my wish after hearing about this, that Barack Obama leaves Michelle and marries Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and they have a foundation of mutual respect to have a loving life together forever after. There's a Mad TV sketch about that, actually. Really? There is? Yeah, just about them boning, more so than getting married. But it's 2008 primaries. I'm you know. very interested in that. <laughs> um, good one. Yeah. Oh, Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, and, like, sure. You know what? I mean, we were talking last week with Rory about, like... Uh, 
how many psychos would be kept out of politics if there was arts programs, you know? Hillary, yeah. keep, keep cranking them out. I'll read all of them. <laughs> They're a great time, you know? Um, yeah, she's got nothing else to do. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever heard, you know? <laughs> it was pretty it cool. what, like When Bill Clinton was working with that author and put a book together and then it was like nominally Bill Clinton, I was under the understanding, like, this is entirely James Patterson. And then Bill Clinton was like in the room just being like, put a gun in it or whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm willing to believe Hillary Clinton was like working on the outline process and, you know, uh, test working like different characters and, and and very hands hand wrist deep in the process i could see her really getting involved she's all up in this like i was thinking about that the entire time where i was like i was, I was trying to game out the the various scenarios because like you know in like in writing you know like like okay for example on tv shows sometimes you'll see like oh this episode is written by so and so and you go like if you know how the process works not necessarily. It could be that they have like a group table thing, but everybody gets to kind of put their name on one thing. And for political reasons, you get mm-hmm. like, you know, you get first on the byline and stuff like that. So like this could have been a thing where Louise Penny was writing a story and then Hillary was just like, I want to throw my name on it. You know, I want to just, we'll, we'll, it'll sell more if it's fucking, you know, oh, it's about me. Okay. We'll say we wrote it together. But like this has Hillary all over it. Like, it sounds like yeah. she wrote this and then like they would. Yeah. So it was like uh, COVID happened because they had been planning to write this after in, since 2019. And uh, they just basically did it all over FaceTime and would do it in bed with each <laughs> other, not with each other. But, you know, each one would be in bed in their PJs and they're like talking and FaceTiming about this thriller novel. Yeah. And then she's like, and that's. Put in that I make child pornography, but it's fake. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That'll get him. Putin. It does seem a lot more like, I remember the, when Bill Clinton's book came out with James Patterson, like the book was released right around the time and they were doing like press for it right around uh, Epstein, I think getting arrested. And so for all the interviews, (laughs) uh, they were asking the, journalists like had to ask Bill Clinton about his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein and Patterson is just like sit here. <laughs> hey, funny. Don't ask about that. Yeah. Um man this That's the best story I've ever heard. Thank you so much for sharing it with us, Jake. You're welcome. This has been yeah, Christmas. Thanks for doing the yeoman's work. Christmas story time. For you listening, imagine that this was told uh, around a fireplace by me and I have a big beard and Santa costume and it's Christmas story time. Well, no, they're sitting on your lap and you're holding them <laughs> close while you tell them their present. Yeah. <laughs> Hillary Clinton's book. Yeah. This is like um, Frosty or something. It'll work its way into the Christmas canon as a thing that you tell your children. And then she had diarrhea. Ooh. Everyone gets scared for the, the diarrhea for a moment. <laughs> the other reindeer didn't trust Hillary Clinton until she showed them gay porn of them <laughs> fucking children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she got her. Uh, she led Santa's sleigh that night, flying in the front with her. That's right. Red nose. 
and it's immoral for all of us believe in yourself especially if you are hillary clinton don't let the bastards get you down and and never give up <laughs> that's right hillary if you're listening keep cranking them out try more genres right there's sci-fi out there you could do an erotic novel i would read yeah would read all kinds of stuff Definitely would read sci-fi would, if you wrote it. Would read, would read. Erotic sci-fi. How about that? I'll read Jordan. any of them. Yes. All right. Well, it's the end of the year. An underappreciated genre. Christmas came early, except this will probably just come out on Christmas. Maybe Christmas Eve will put it out. Um, Christmas came on time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's do plugs. And then... Uh, jingle the fuck off out of here. Anybody got anything? At Andersley here on Twitter, Dursley One Instagram, redacted tonight. And uh, there's a fundraiser happening um, in part from the DSA International Committee to raise money for uh, Chiapas. There's been, unfortunately, a violent attack there. Um, so they need some help and there's a link that we will post that you can read more about the situation and, and please donate. Um, and other plug is be nice to yourself. Uh, remember the things that you love and have a good Christmas and make, make sure to give yourself a present this Christmas. There you go. Alex, you got anything? Give yourself a present. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to plug the works of Hillary Clinton. I think she's great. Just support this young artist while you, where you can. That's Hillary, H-I-L-L-A-R-Y, Clinton, C-L-I-N-T-O-N, like the president. They're actually related. Look it up. And uh, support, support women artists. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, I've been drinking through this whole thing. And I <laughs> honestly, am getting. Get, I didn't eat dinner. That's what it is. <laughs> you were just. We, we just talked about that on the other episode, but with Kratom. Yeah. Oh, maybe you're a master negotiator. Yeah. yeah. If you uh, if you eat, make sure to do it before you take the kratom and not the other way around. Unless you want you talk, your enemy kind of to underestimate almost. you. Right. By, yeah, if you need an excuse to get out of a situation, social situation, you want to throw up. Then when your enemy sees you doing plugs inexpertly, they'll <laughs> they'll lower their guard in a way where you can sabotage them later. Um, I have shows, uh, I don't know if I'm going to do the ones here in December, but they'll be on my pinned tweet if you're in New York. Um, I'm starting a room in theory and the first show, Alex will be on it. It's at the gutter in Williamsburg in Brooklyn, which is a punk bar. That's also a bowling alley. It's fucking great. Uh, the show is called gutter mouth. I think I might change it cause there's a band called that. Anyway, either way, the first one, it's on the 18th. It's at 9 p.m. There'll be ticket links on my Twitter and in the show notes and stuff. And coming out, because it's my birthday, if Omicron, like, hasn't fucked everything, 
we currently can't tell what's going on with the future of like going out to shows and stuff like that. So I don't know. I put this together before Omicron happened and uh, I don't know. But if, <laughs> in, if, if everything isn't fucked January 18th here in Brooklyn, uh, come hang out with us at the gutter. And um, other than that, I'm going on tour with Eve six in fucking six months or whatever, all over the nation. And we are the union and you can check those dates when they're announced, but, uh, that'll be really easy to look up because it's the famous one hit wonder band from the nineties. Eve six, who is all hella on Twitter now. Uh, I actually think they have a deep pool of great songs that you could all see live with featured comedian jake flores yeah who among us can forget um the other song that they do here's to the i can't night. mention it now but we all know <laughs> the one. <laughs> oh man their new music is the I, I there's like no no one's gonna believe me like oh you're an eve six fan now because you're making money off of them but like that song they did with Bass Drum of Death, actual certified banger. But we can get into this on another episode. Um, okay. Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year next week. No, we'll be back for that. Fuck it. Jingle bells sounds. Jingle bells. We're flying away in the PDA sled now. Fuck you. Fuck you. Ho, ho, ho. ho, ho. Throwing Kratom over the edge and shit. Okay. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs>